Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to Be Met at Acme. I can't believe January is almost ending, but not really because January is the longest month of all time. January is nine months long. January is like a year long, but we all know that. I have been drowning because I keep running off to Florida, which is definitely, I feel very privileged to be able to do so. My in-laws are there right now and my parents are there right now. So I'm trying to capitalize on the sun and free a free place to stay. So I keep running off to Florida and I'm going during the week because it's cheaper. And then I, so I miss like a few weekdays and like try to do work there, but barely. And then I come back to New York and I have the tightest schedule of all time, like six recordings in a day and blah, blah, blah. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm losing my mind. I just feel like is like everyone's really, really busy in January. It's not like I'm this like unique whatever, but it's stressful as fuck. We're going to do a brief solo today and then get right into the episode with Kim and Grandma Gail because they are so adorable and we recorded for a while. So it's it's still a long episode despite the tight solo, but... The first question, and this comes up so many times, is why I only think that you should, why I think that you should only get a man candy for Valentine's Day. Okay, let's talk about this. What else are you trying to get this man for Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day is a fake hobby. You're already going out to dinner, whatever. You're celebrating in that way. But like, how much do you have to celebrate Valentine's Day? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And also keep in mind, Valentine's Day is two days after my wedding anniversary. So like there's not, it's, it's overwhelming to celebrate both. But even before that, before I even met Steven and I would date and I was in relationships on Valentine's Day, I never got them more than a candy bar. And if I did, because I had actually, and they were like, what, why, what are you doing? Like guys do not expect to be spoiled on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a holiday for women and men are lucky if they get a candy bar. And if they do, then that's a beautiful thing. You know, like I'm confused to what you are trying to get a man on Valentine's Day. Like, are you trying to get him like a red button down? Like what is a present that you're dying to get a man on Valentine's Day? Men are lucky to get candy. Like, 
we can get them their favorite candy thing or something food related, but it's not like, oh, here's a new wallet. Like what? It's they didn't do anything. It's it's just Valentine's Day. It's just a fake Hallmark holiday. They can have a Snickers and you call it a freaking day. Anyway, um, Stephen and I went to this crazy experience called Outstanding in the Field when we were in Florida last weekend. It is this absurdly expensive, like uh, beyond event where you show up. It's like 300 a person or 400 a person. It's ridiculous. And you show up and it's kind of like this farm to table dinner experience at a farm with like a guest chef and whatever. And you know what? I didn't, I don't, I don't understand the hype. Like the food was good. Obviously it's farm to table. Was it worth $400? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to bash it. Like it wasn't a bad experience. I think if you're like listening to this and you're like, Oh, I'd love to experience a farm to table dinner for $400 then like be my guest, try it. I don't want to yuck your yum, but it wasn't, I think I was expecting like magic and fireworks. I did meet a few really interesting women who were really cool and like they're on their own or like without their partners and whatever. And it's a great place to meet strangers, but you shouldn't have to be paying $400 to meet strangers. Like that's, that's silly, but it was cool. Like we went there and we showed up and it was just the two of us. And first of all, I I tried to cancel like a million times, but they wouldn't let me. Cause I was like, first of all, this is too expensive. Second of all, I want to spend time with my in-laws, whatever they wouldn't let us cancel. So we showed up and everyone there was like trying to be in white Lotus. You know what I mean? Like everyone was like, they even said, they're like, this is so white Lotus. Like we are so white Lotus. And it's like, no, you're not. You're not. If you have to call yourself white lotus you're not white, white lotus And Steve and I were the youngest people there and everyone was looking at us like fresh meat. Like they were like, Oh, I want to get to know them. Like it was like Love Island. I swear to God. And it was, it was weird, but it was cool. I mean, we, we kept to like our own little group. We did get to eat strawberries that were grown like on a strawberry field, which was delicious. Like these were better than the Oishi strawberries that you pay like $20 of strawberry for at Whole Foods because these were like actually grown in front of us and they were phenomenal, but everything else was like, Oh, okay. Like how good is a skirt steak going to be if you eat it on a farm versus in your home? I don't know, but interesting experience. Okay. The rules of Valentine's day coming up a lot. Let me tell you the rules are if you're in a relationship, it doesn't matter who plans it, whoever's less busy than the other person is planning the dinner. You go to the dinner, obviously the guy pays in and that's it. Those are the rules. The guy gets the girl a gift and the girl gets the guy candy. I'm not kidding. Candy. That's it. If you're not in a relationship, the guy needs to bring it up. You are not bringing it up. You are not getting a gift. They are not getting candy unless they bring it up and you know, they're getting you those flowers and the chocolates and you know, and by the way, I don't care about a Valentine's day gift beyond flowers and chocolates. I just, I need to check the box of, did he get me flowers? Did he get me chocolates? Yes. Okay, great. I don't need like a diamond necklace for Valentine's day. Some women are really, their expectations are too high for Valentine's day. Like again, it's a Hallmark holiday. 
choose your battles, choose your battles. Um, how much fighting is normal with a partner? If you are asking this question, I would think that maybe it's too much fighting. If you are having fights like more than twice a month that leave you in a dark place, too much fighting, too much fighting. Um, okay. I don't want to go into anything else. I really wanted to keep this short because I'm really excited for Kim and Gail on the next episode in the solo. We'll talk about Fleischman is in trouble on Hulu. So watch it. And we'll talk about how to know breaking up was right and getting over a partner's physical flaws and more. So stay tuned and so excited for you to hear this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Kim and Grandma Gail, the hosts of Excuse My Grandma. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for coming. I feel like when I met Grandma Gail, I was like, I feel like I know you because she's such a celeb now. Because everybody sees me on their phones. That's why they know me. But but it's nice. I love it. I love it. So we usually start the podcast by me asking how old are you and where are you from? But I'm actually going to switch it up from this point moving forward. I still might ask those questions, but I'm going to start with what so far was the best day of your life and the worst day of your life? Oh, that's hard. Were people complaining that when you asked their age and stuff? No. Just... Well, well, some women don't love it, yeah, but yeah. Um, I recently started another podcast and kind of forgot to start with that. And mm-hmm. I felt that it was like more interesting and almost like immediately yeah. getting into the juice. Yeah. You know, great point. Okay. I feel like yours are so much easier because people can always be like, when I had children. Well, I, I, think, I think actually the best day of my life was having my daughter. And that was very, very good. And the worst day of my life was the death of my brother. Mm. Yeah. And he was at 44 years old and he oh. died tragically of AIDS. So I would honestly say that was the worst day of my life. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that's, I'm so fortunate that I haven't had like an intense bad day like that. I don't know. I guess best day. I don't know why this always comes to mind. And it's almost half me being funny and half me genuine. When we filmed my bat mitzvah montage, <laughs> I had like the best day ever. That's so cute. Like we, what we did a music. We did seven things by Miley Cyrus. We oh, recreated that. that music video. That's a, an amazing music video. Iconic. And I was wearing braces and looked nothing like her. But it was just I felt like a celebrity and I loved it. I could be more sentimental, but I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Worst day. Nothing pops into my head. So like, I feel good about that. Maybe like any day where I haven't felt 100% myself, that's like either a physical thing mm-hmm. or a mental thing. Like yeah. it always puts me in a downward spiral, but I don't have like a specific day in mind. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay, so now we'll go into the more boring. How old are you guys <laughs> and where are you from? Okay, I am 26, almost 27. I'm from New York City and I'm single. And I'm 80. I was just 80 and I'm from Palm Beach and I'm very married. I'll be married 60 years. I love it. And Grandma Gal, ha- can I call you Grandma Gal? You can call you, me Grandma you Gal. Everybody is calling me Grandma Gal. I don't care. Either way. How did you meet your husband? I met my husband through a family fix-up. It was his aunt, my aunt and his parents were friendly. And I had just broken up with a young man and uh, he was at business school and they... He, he saw my aunt and she said, why don't you call my niece? And he did. 
So, uh, and eight months later, we were married. Oh my God! Well, there was the epic. <laughs> we first had date. some episodes in between. Yeah, yeah we wait, had some episodes wait, in between. Back up. How old were both of you? At the I time? was twenty-one, and he was twenty-three. Okay. And what was that first date like that Kim just All right, the first The first date was really good because he was very smart. He went to Harvard. I liked that. And uh, that was a prerequisite for me. I don't know why, because mm-hmm. we never had an intellectual conversation after we got married. <laughs> but at that time, I was very impressed. And we had a very nice time. And then about on the second or third date, he lived in Long Island and I lived in Westchester. So there was a little bit of communication. We would little driving uh, back and forth. He picked me up and he said, we're going to go to theater. And I was very excited. And we went to a show written by a playwright who had attended Harvard with him. And it was, oh, dad, poor dad. They found you in the closet. And I'm so sad. And we went to this so show. 50s. Like, and it, well, it was yeah. 50. It was yeah. not 50s. It was 60 to oh. 60. Two. Okay. So we went to this show and at the end of the show, I I was just sitting there. I was like in shock. I said, this is really the dumbest show I've ever seen. Yeah. And he said, oh, I think it's brilliant. And I went home. He took me home and I said, oh God, this guy is definitely not for me. He's Mm -hmm. somewhere in the clouds. And um, I didn't hear from him. And which didn't matter to me. I really didn't care. You had and other dates. I had, up? A, I had every. I had dates every day of the week. It didn't <laughs> make any difference. He was a. He was a Friday night date. He really wasn't even the Saturday night okay. date yet. <laughs> and um, he called me about three weeks later, and he said, "I, you know, I, I feel badly that I haven't called you." I said, "That's all right. I thought you died." And, <laughs> and he said, "Well, my parents went to see the show after we saw it, and my mother." who, of course, went to Wellesley also, also brilliant. They were all yeah. very smart, said she thought it was great. And my father, who went to Harvard, said that he thought that was the dumbest show he had ever seen. Oh, that's so, so funny. So he figured if it was dumb enough for his father to think that, he better call the girl and give me a second that break. That is amazing. So I said, okay, we'll have another date, but you're on very short reign. Right, right, exactly, because what was he doing for those three weeks? It, well, that's right. Well, he I, thought you weren't smart enough, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I went to Syracuse, and yeah. he went to Harvard, so there was a big... Uh, you know, grade difference. Right, right, right. But yeah. uh, in the long run, the Syracuse won out. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And then from there, it was like to the races. Yeah, we got, we went out for a little bit. You know, we don't, we didn't live in those days in 1963. You didn't live with your boyfriend. That was not considered, nobody did. I mean, and uh, you either got married or you broke up. Right. That was it. So we the got good married. Old days. We got married. I know. That's exactly right. No six-month no situation. No six-month uh-huh. situation. Yeah. And certainly no trying things out. So yeah. you you did it. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. Right. Right. And we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but you're a Taurus. Yes. And what, when is your husband's birthday? Also, a, well, that's wow. the interesting thing. I got pregnant very quickly and I had a baby girl, which was, I was desperately wanted a little girl first. And is that Kim's mom? Yeah. That is Kim's mom, Barbara. And I had my birthday. I was just 23 and I had dinner with my parents, my grandparents in Manhattan. And I said, you know, I don't really feel well. And my husband was, he was a baby, said, you're fine. The doctor said, you're not ready for another couple of weeks. I said, we we went home. I said, I don't know. There's something wrong here. To make a long story short, I gave birth that night. What? But 
the, actually the next day. So she, my birthday is the 30th. My daughter's birthday is the first. And my husband's birthday is the second. Now, three Tauruses living in one house. Oh, my God. very bad. A lot yeah. of stubbornness. Lot of but hold on. You didn't know you were pregnant for that no, entire... No, no, no. I, no, I was pregnant. I didn't think I was in oh, labor. Oh, my God. They kept, no, no, no. I, I was very, literally, very pregnant. Trust I'm, me. I'm hearing the story of like, you know, the pregnant person yeah. who like doesn't no, know no, they're no, pregnant. No, no, no. my like belly was way bathroom. out there. Yeah, okay. But I was supposed to two weeks I see. later okay. and he he goes according to the book mm-hmm. it was written down <laughs> right. by the Many doctor do. May 12th uh-huh. and he said there's no way this is not May 12th right, right. this is April 30th so forget mm-hmm. it so long story short, she was born very beautifully than on the first. That's really funny wow three tours I yeah. can't imagine it's been hell <laughs> <laughs> There's no better way to start off your new year because it's still kind of a new year, right? We're in January with a refreshed, newly decorated home. That rug that you've been looking at for years with all the stains that's pilling, get rid of it. It's time to try Article. Article has everything you need with their stunning range of living and dining room furniture and decor. You can elevate your space and your mood because when we love our space, our mood just gets Better. We want our space to be somewhere where we want to be all the time. And that's personally how I feel with my stuff from Article. I have their pearl blue bovie rug, which is amazing. We keep it in our office. It's a wool blend. Like we have this chair that we can just like roll around the rug and nothing happens to the rug. It's really, really amazing. We also have a great day bed from Article. And I'm just a huge fan. I push article on everyone I know because it is truly the best place to shop to make your space amazing. They have a team of designers that focus on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. It's all this modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian design. So if you're like, I don't know how to decorate my apartment, start with article. Plus they cut out the middleman and sell directly to you. So you don't have to wait for your stuff. Like all of their in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. Articles offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim this, you visit article.com slash Acme and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's A-R-T-I-C-L-E.com slash Acme for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we talked about what it was like, you know, you either got married or you broke up. And now, as Kim mentioned, there's all these situationships. There's all these things. How do you feel about dating today when you hear about it from Kim? Well, Kim and I, this is our podcast. This is what we basically discussed. And Kim can certainly chime in on this. I don't approve of the way they date today. But that's another story. I understand that you should live together. And I do believe that. That I have come over to her side, no question. But I don't think it should be for a prolonged period. To me, after six months, if you've lived together and there's no engagement ring on your finger, I would leave. Because I think there has to be a finite period. You have to know that it's going to the next step. And if it's not, then you know what? Somebody's got trepidations and it's not going to mm-hmm. work out. I feel yeah. like your biggest thing is one, what you're saying of like the commitment issues and then two, the communication of like 
right. dating apps, constant texting, not picking up the phone, not like doing things in person. Well, that that's the stuff I don't like. Yeah, I'm saying oh, that's yeah. like your issues with modern uh, dating. Exactly. Yeah. That is my big issues. I, I think that you can't possibly know, and another, you can't possibly know what a man or a woman from, from the other perspective is like after one or two dates. I mean, you've got to give somebody a chance to develop. And, you know, everybody's nervous when they first go out. I don't care if you're 35 or 25. You still have the little stomach ache when you meet the person for the first or second time. And I think you should give people a little bit of latitude. Now, if you Wait, see... So I'm the opposite, though, because I feel like I... Well, I go on a lot of dates, so now I'm kind of like nor- normalized it. But I don't get nervous until well, I like good. someone, which was like maybe the 10th date if I do like them it's not going to be the first or second all right well that's good that means you're getting well you're getting a little more mature oh <laughs> but wait, I so you don't get nervous in the first few I dates if not, you really like someone like of course there's a little bit of the nerves of just like well I think what I do which we talked about the other day was I start saying like I'm really tired in the afternoon like it doesn't come out as nerves in me it comes mm. it's probably some sort of Sort psychological of, issue so, yeah, <laughs> social anxiety or something right. but I'll start being like I'm not in the mood I'm really I'll still go I'll just complain about it for like five hours but it's not like butterflies like which is what you're saying butterflies right. for me will only come when I'm like really interested in someone which happens over like over time I think days. or like yeah. or soon in a relationship but like very infrequently because it's hard to like find someone you have that way. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So what is the biggest lesson, Kim, that you would say you've learned from Grandma Gal? Mm, probably kind of what you were just saying of to like give someone more of a chance. I feel like we can, a lot of people kind of around our age can get into the habit of saying like, there was no sparks first date, like goodbye and kind of looking for that happy ending. Like I'm, I'm such a Pisces. I'm always daydreaming. And like, I still ha- romanticize what it will be. I'm not saying don't romanticize and don't daydream, but I think like be realistic about the kind of things that you're looking for in a person and not the story and the whirlwind of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem I think with a lot of people today, you know, what we see on the big screen and these reality shows and these bachelor and bachelorette things is so ridiculous. First of all, they never get together. And if they get together, they get divorced anyway. Right. I, I think young people today are not realistic. We were much more realistic. You know, we knew we had to make a living. We had to have somebody who had similar basic ideals or aspirations. And that was it. You know, you, 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 you forged a future together, but you didn't have this fantasy of what this guy was supposed to be or what this girl was supposed to be because no one can fit those kind of fantasies. I mean, they're not movie stars or actresses that are so perfect. So you have to accept all the flaws and put them against the good stuff and see which outweighs what. I I don't think there is a perfect person for anybody. And I think that's one of the disappointments that people have is that they put people up on a pedestal and they can't possibly be that. Yeah, but I I don't necessarily agree. I think no one's perfect, but there is a person that is perfect for, for you. you. Yes. yes. Well, or not perfect would be suitable for you. Suitable I, for I, you. I don't think perfect yeah, is I the wrong word. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I can agree with that. I think if we're looking for perfection, we're going to be very sadly 
dis- disappointed. Yeah. But I think somebody who looks good to you and who works with you and can be compatible. I think compatibility is a very big thing and is not looked on as important as it really is because you have to be compatible with somebody. Do people are more into chemistry than compatibility? Like- I think you need a little chemistry. That's yeah. for sure. Everybody wants that, that spark. And that doesn't always happen right away. It certainly doesn't happen with people. You know, nowadays you should expect it because you're living together. You have that more of a physical relationship than when I was dating. But I think you have to have a little bit of everything. You have to have common interests. You have to like doing things together because mm-hmm. the spark, unfortunately, does go out. So you better have a lot of stuff backing it. But that right. won't go out for a Because I feel a like a lot time. of the times I've been in this situation and I feel like a ton of people are where you're like, well, he's not texting me back and he's not making a plan with me, but we have so much chemistry and we have that like spark and that banter. So it's kind of like if someone isn't doing those other things. Then he's not into you. <laughs> or, or maybe not that because some I'm sure like a lot of the time they like spending time with you, but not looking for the same thing and not compatible like on that level. I think I have to tell you, I've listened to a lot of the conversations with her, with Kim's friends and whatever. I think, I think when somebody picks their boyfriends, a night out with the guys instead of a night out with you, there's something wrong. Everybody has the right to go out with their friends. I'm, I'm very big on that. Go out with your girlfriends, go out with the guy friends, but priorities should be you. And if it's not, then move on. You mean on. like before you're official or once you're in a relationship? Always. Always. Yeah. I don't want a guy who's going to say to me, ah, I'm, I'm going to go to a ball game on Saturday night. You fend for yourself. Forget it. Forget yeah. it. Either take me to the ball game mm-hmm. or don't go. That's interesting because I feel like I'm that person in my relationship. Like I'm like, I'm having a girl's night on Friday. You do you. I would have you- a nervous breakdown if my husband said to me, <laughs> I'm doing a boys night on a Saturday night. Yes, he can watch the football game on Sunday and I'll go to a museum. But the nighttime belongs to me. Always. Always. Every night? Every night. That seems a little, a little Well, aggressive. that's the difference in generations. Right, right. That's the well, difference because, in generations. Because I, I do like, I do have my Saturday reserved for my husband, but... If something comes up, like my girlfriends were texting me, they want to do this like paint class that's really fun mm-hmm. on a Friday. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Friday's reserved for my man. I, I you know. I okay. felt that I've, we've kind of had these conversations. And I think what we kind of came to was that first check with your husband and say like, right. will you have something else to do that night? And yeah. if he's kind of stranded. Yeah, if he right. can make another plan, then you can go. But if he's like, I absolutely have nothing, then you kind of have to say no. Yeah, well, I think it's also like, you know your partner. Are right. they somebody who is going to be like, oh my God, I don't know what to do with right. myself. <laughs> or are they going to be like, I said I said to my husband, Stephen, I was like, I am doing this, you know, girls thing on Friday. Like, do you, is that okay? Or, or like, you know, just so you know. And he was like, oh, my God, perfect. Like, I'm going to do my, you know, mm-hmm. and I if I thought that he was someone that like didn't have a big social right. life or didn't have like that would be different. But I think there is something about today. And I, I think this is interesting to talk about because it's probably different from back then mm-hmm. where you almost like have to have that girl time. You have to have that guy time. You have to have your own like you can't do every single social thing together. I agree with that, but I think you can have the girl time or the or the guy time during the day. But on what a about weekend. when you're? Yeah, I don't see the reason to go on a Friday night or Saturday night to hang out in a bar with your girl girlfriend. No, no, no. Or I agree. That I just think is just irresponsible, and and it doesn't make for a relationship. Now I'm in a relationship sixty years. <laughs> if I go away for two days, he takes to his bed. Now that's our relationship. 
uh, and I go away very often on my own. Yeah. And he knows because now I didn't when I was younger, but now because he likes to to play golf and he likes to sit in one place and doesn't like to travel as much as I do. We're accustomed to it, but I would have never done it even 10 years ago. Because well, you take I your knew, like two week girl trips and stuff because uh, you want to do that. I, like I, if you said, I don't, only did that. I only did that after I was in my seventies. Yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do yeah. it earlier I because I would never have left him. But now yeah. he, you know, he doesn't care. I, I, he cares, but he he knows it's happening. You know, like uh, now I'm in New York and he's in Florida, and of course he called me in the morning. He says I'm lonely. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it is. And, you know, You've been gone when, for I get to, when I get to see hours. him, when I get to see him, he's going to be in his own, uh, doing his own thing anyway. Right. He just wants but your just presence. The idea. Exactly. Yeah, I, I understand that. That's the word. And, and by the way, I would never like go to a bar with my girlfriends. It's it's not that it's it's the like activity Activities. together. Yes, I understand. Or it's the girls dinner right. where you're all catching up and. With busy schedules, especially right. living in New York City, it's really hard to find a time that works for everyone. So if it falls on a weekend, it falls right. on a it weekend. Falls. No, you know? it shouldn't. But I don't think it should be an, uh, every Friday night. Somebody, one of no, you know, no. That you, I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's excessive. I've been cooking eggs every single day for breakfast for like the past month. I don't know why. I'm on an egg egg kick, and I've been using my caraway kitchenware, which has been amazing. Like the best non-toxic pans with like ceramic slick surface. So my eggs always slide off the pan. I don't get like half of the eggs stuck on the pan, but then when that's dirty and I'm like cleaning my stuff, I will use a different pan and it's a disaster and there are eggs everywhere. And it takes me years. I have to like soak the pan to get it clean. But caraway is my ideal pan. You know how everyone has that pan. That's like, if that one's dirty, then you're not enjoying cooking. That is caraway to me. If you haven't heard of caraway, it is non-toxic kitchenware. So you can ditch the chemicals and make healthier cooking a piece of cake. They have internet famous cookware because it is so beautiful. I have the green, but all of their colors are stunning. And again, the ceramic coating. So food is prepared with peace of mind that no hard to produce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. It's really amazing. And all of the sets come equipped with easy access storage solutions. So no stacking is required. You will not be misplacing your lids left and right like we always do with our cookware. It's really amazing. I'm using my green caraway pan for mushrooms in the morning. I use it to do sometimes I do like a mix of like I sweat the onions and then I throw the mushrooms in. I have made a an amazing, amazing orzo shrimp orzo dish with them. And you can visit carawayhome.com slash Acme to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off of your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash Acme or use code Acme at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. What, Grandma Gail, do you think that Kim should be doing differently when it comes to dating? Nothing. What? She's absolutely. Uh, well, my my big problem with Kim is she likes the wrong. She guys. complains every day. No, no, no. I, I mean, the, uh, I want her to find a guy that's really a, a a terrific young man, smart who has a future, and 
think she's the greatest. Now, they all think she's the greatest, but I'm not so sure some of them have futures. So mm. I think that's something she has to look into and see. I mean, you have to see yourself 10 years down. How is this guy and how are we going to live together? What are we going to, how are we going to forge a family? Are right. we, are, you know, are we on the same wavelength? If he wants to be out on the coast and I want to be in New York, is it going to work? Right. And uh, I think my thing is I'm very realistic. Kimmy is a dreamer. Mm-hmm. So well, I want her to come somewhere in the middle. That's fair. Kim, without naming names. So I was on, I was out to dinner with my sister this summer and I looked to the left and Kim was on a date next to us. Yes. Right after I came back from your camp. Right after you came back from We Met at Camp. Yes. What happened with that guy? Because he seemed like somebody who had a future and was into you and all the things. You, They're always into You don't her. know who this is, but you set it up actually. Oh. Like a while ago. Because it was like your friend's oh, I do know. co-worker okay. or whatever it was. Right. Nothing. That just faded. Like, I think, so that was the situation where we had gone out. He had t- just broken up with somebody. And that's something I learned. You should not fix anybody Wait, up. wait, wait. No, you're talking about someone else. No, I know exactly who I'm talking about. He no. had been with a woman. No. <laughs> Different. All right. Yeah. That's okay. someone else you set me up with. Okay. But that this, is a lesson. Wow. Lots Don't of go setup. out with yeah. someone. I love Don't. when Grandma Gail sets me up. But they're not. She doesn't do complete research on all yeah, of that. Right. All right. Um, okay. No, but no, wait, wait. Your lesson is don't go out with don't someone go out who just with got somebody out of a right away when they after a breakup mm-hmm. because I think they're still in a mourning stage. Mm-hmm. And even though they say they want to go out, it's not. It, I think it, that's only true for guys. I agree. I was going to oh, say really? unless it's yeah. a woman. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think girls have mourned the relationship while they're like already kind of in exactly. it. Exactly. We so, get. Yeah. We yeah. get. Right. Oh, yeah. We. I mean, it also depends who broke up with. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, too. But tell tell me how that okay. faded. That we had like gone out years ago. It was like pre-COVID and then bumped into each other at a party, went out again after on like two or three dates and then just stopped. Like, I think there was on my end. I didn't ever really feel the chemistry, even though on paper I felt like he made sense and like I found him attractive for sure. But then we just like stopped following up with each other and I never like reach out first. So maybe it was kind of, maybe he also wasn't interested, I'm sure. But I don't know. It seemed like there was like potentially commitment issues there. He is mm-hmm. older. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that just faded. Okay. Grandma Gail, what do you think of matchmakers? I don't know. I never had one, but I, I, I I'm after watching, rewatching Fiddler on the Roof the other night. It's, it's, oh, yeah, not so, yeah, I was, yeah. I was enjoying it. I don't know. I don't, I don't go for that. I, I, I sort of think between your friends and your family, you have enough people trying to fix you up. Right. I, Kim, in my, the case, the only person I'm following is Kim and she has plenty of dates. So the dating issue well, like is dating not. Dating apps are kind of like matchmakers. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, I just think that they're a little scary, but I know you say they're not, but, I think you should know somebody who knows somebody before you go out with the person. It would make me a little nervous going out with somebody from one of these sites that I didn't know. Is that the consensus for your friends who are in grandchildren who are still married and, and happy? They all kind of knew each other through a third oh, degree yeah. of separation. Oh, we, we all, first of all, most of us married very young. Mm-hmm. The people I, you know, what my contemporaries and on the second time around, which there many of them are, they somehow they met within a circle. I mean, even now we live in a small world. We live either at a club or we play golf or we play tennis or you go to a swim meet. You meet people with similar likes and you tend to meet people there or they know somebody who is a friend who might be interested in going out. That would be much more 
what I would like for myself if I ever, God forbid, had to be in that kind of position. I don't think I could go on a, a dating app or have a matchmaker who didn't know me or didn't know, you know, my past life. Sure. You mentioned friends on second marriages. So well, I have a lot of friends on second marriages because unfortunately, as you get older, many of them divorced. Well, yeah, I was going to um, ask, like, yeah. what's the percentage of divorce, you'd say, versus like widows? Most of them of now that I'm friendly with are, are widows and there are mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of those. And, uh, you know, that's just a part of life. For whatever reason, men seem to not live as long as women. And So can um, they have girls' nights on a Friday night? Well, they all have <laughs> girls' nights. You know that. Every all, night is they girls' they night. Are, every night is girls' night. Yeah. Um, and some of them are dating and, you know, some are even getting married. Um, yeah. I'm going to a wedding ceremony Friday night. How old was he? 93, the no, husband? He, oh, that was last week. He oh. was 93 and she was 75. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. Yeah. yeah. But going back very to the, sweet. Yeah, but going back to the friends who divorced, like, did you see any signs of yes. the friends who divorced? before they divorced, you know? Well, you, you know, I got up. married in the 60s and that was a very different time to get married. It was very much the 40s, 50s, and 60s was somewhat, you, you got into a, into a relationship because, when you were very young. In the 70s, when um, Betty Friedan and Women's Lib became prevalent, I would say half of the girls that got married at the same time as I did got divorced, mm. even with a child. You know, they even had children and they got divorced at a young age. They were all in their early 30s and because they felt that they missed the sexual revolution, which they did. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't have a sexual revolution. I mean, we would have been thrown out of our homes. So they did get divorced and they had a social life, which they eventually, you know, had that they thought they had missed. And many of them remarried. Mm -hmm. So that was the main reason. Yeah, I think that they felt life had passed them by, that they were not happy with the traditional pattern that had been set for them. Mm -hmm. Something I want to talk about, which is a very hot topic right now on TikTok, on Instagram, all the things, is the reel that I saw of yours. So basically the video, Grandma Gail, where you both had said one of your rules is that men marry the person right in front of them. Yeah. I don't agree at all, actually. But tell me why you feel strongly about this, both of you. Well, I actually kind of disagree, too. So these are Grandma Gail's rules. But for that one, it was basically timing. Exactly. Saying that, like, when a guy decides or a woman, you think that they are ready to get married, they'll marry the person in front of them, even if it wasn't like the biggest love affair of their life or, you know, with that. I know you agree with that. It's your rule. So so I want to believe that like love conquers all and timing has very little to do with it. And if it's like right person, wrong time, you'll like wait for that person and circle back. But she is no. So why no? Don't circle back because he's not going to be there and she's not going to be there. So I, I think timing in life today, especially with women and men who have careers and everybody's interested in what they're doing, not necessarily what we're doing. That was the very big difference that's happening today. You have to have the stars aligned that you're available right now, 2023. And this young man or woman is also available to 2023. Our careers are somewhat on the right path and we are now ready. And I think what happens is all of a sudden you look at that person and you say, you know what? This looks good. It might not be the what was five years ago, what you thought was the love of your life, but that wasn't, the timing wasn't right. 
they were in school or they weren't didn't have a job or whatever, whatever reason. And I think a lot of it has to do that just timing in life is everything. Mm -hmm. I so I don't agree. I, I don't disagree that timing is everything. I don't believe in right person, wrong time. Because I think that if it were the right person, it would be the right time. Yes. Well, that probably is true. But I do I do disagree in that. I think that men, at least millennial men is who I could really speak to for the most part. They're so they have such like ego. They think that they're you know, they really want to find this woman mm -hmm. that is like out of their league. That is just a woman like no other and blah, blah, blah. And I think and I hate this term high value man. I hate it. Right. But let's say that the definition of a high value man is someone who is successful, mm -hmm. has a lot going for him, is has great integrity, et cetera. I don't think that kind of person is going to just look in front of him and say, OK, you'll do, you know, oh, I, think, no, I don't think that kind of person would do it anyway, but what? I wouldn't run and yeah. find that person. That would not be the kind of guy I would run after. No, no, because he's guy, already got an established life. I, I'm very big on people growing together and starting out together and seeing what their lives could be in the future. I don't need to have a guy, a hedge fund guy who's making $5 billion. But what if you meet a guy and, know, and he's but, like 35 or 36? Yeah, what about a guy who's well, like 30? Already, what yeah, about 20, because, a 29-year-old guy who's like, yeah, you know, yeah, well, he's then, not making billions of dollars, but he's like but starting he's out his career. He right. finished business school. He's out of okay. business, you know, whatever. Well, I would hope that that if, if you liked him and he liked you, that this is the timing is right. Right. But if his time isn't right, if you could be the most fabulous woman in the world. You could be Gina, Gina Lola Brigida. If he isn't ready psychologically, if his mother hasn't told him, get off the pot and get married, mm -hmm. he's not going to do it. Even if he loves her. Well, I think if he loves her, his mother doesn't have anything to do with it. But I think that very often young men in their late 20s are very indecisive. They're not, especially the ones you see around today. And I see an awful lot of them. I, I think they're, they're, they're feeling, they're groping around because they're told that there's no rush. Yeah. And that's a very big thing. I mean, if they are in no rush, why should they get married at 29 or 30? They may as well wait till they're 35. They don't have a clock. It doesn't matter to them when they get married. So I think that they have to either be smitten, which some do or all of a sudden realize that their time is they mm -hmm. got to find a mate. <laughs> right. Because even if they have like a really great connection with someone, if their mindset is mm -hmm. so ingrained that like, well, it's not time for me right. to settle down because like I want to focus on my career first or like, you know, girls are still going after me and I don't whatever, like maybe he's insecure. Like even if that connection with the girl is great, I feel like the timing wasn't right. So he's not going to. Uh, yeah, so, I think I, he's not mature enough. Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't agree, but I hear what yeah. you're saying. I just so my husband is 32 okay, and, so he's young. Um, and he has a lot of friends that are single still. Actually, in, like, in terms of both of us, I have like maybe two friends that are single still. And he is like 12. Mm -hmm. And I'm very involved in their dating lives. And why do you think they're still single at 32? Well, so I'm telling I mean, you, which is that they haven't found someone incredible. And they truly believe like they they want to get married, all of them. And they just they look in front of them and they don't they're not like, OK, right. yeah, I'll do that. They mm -hmm. want better. They want 
this amazing well, then I don't think romance. the girls are selling themselves properly. And I think you're right. I think that it's the women's fault then because there are plenty of wonderful girls yeah. out there. I mean, Kimberly's got a whole group of young girlfriends that are the sweetest, smartest girls. There is no reason at no, 26, this is what I'm 27. I'm disagree with because you can be an amazing girl, an amazing guy, but you might not be amazing for each other. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Well, yeah. You have to make they, yourselves No, because you can't. Together. This is always the fight we have. Like, this guy could be great, but he's not my person. So I'm not going to force that. Okay. I agree with you, Kim. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. your f- husband's friends, like they're probably all great. And they're going out with girls that they're like, it would make sense. But maybe for whether it's like a reason that's like, you know, I don't, I'm not like obsessed with them because this X, Y, Z annoys me. Like whatever it is, I feel like then they're not the right person and they just have to, like keep trying and hopefully, I mean, unless you get to a point where it's like you've been dating for like 10 years and no one fits your bill, then maybe you have to like look inward a little bit, but it doesn't sound like that's really the situation. I agree. I actually, yeah. he has one friend who I will agree with you, Grandma Gal. He has one friend who isn't ready for marriage. And and this person has had phenomenal girls in mm-hmm. front of him. Okay. And and lets them go and and then they get boyfriends and then he cries and yeah. he wallows and right. he's so sad. Right. But, but that's one guy out of 12, right. yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would say the that's the exception is that, you know, someone's not ready and they're seeing great people in front of them, mm-hmm. but most of the these guys if they had a great person in front of them that was really really great, mm-hmm. it would be game over. They would be All right. taking well, a right so now. They, they've got to find a different group. But it's like, like yeah. a group of women to hang out. You might out be with. right. You have to be interested in some. Like you know when you like someone. Yeah. Like this is what I always have to remind myself because I'm like, why don't I like this great person? And it's like you know when you're really interested in someone and you like want to see them again. And if that's not there, they could be like, I don't know, the head of the most amazing company, the sweetest guy, like whatever. It's not going to matter. Yeah. No, and that's no that <laughs> doesn't agree. No, that's, that's a really true think. thing. And yeah. I think what you're saying, there's so much toxic advice out there that's like, you know, there's there's this book called Marry Him and I forgot, I think it's like by Lori Gottlieb or something. And it's like basically just marry him, you know? And then there's this other woman who has a a podcast like, you know, a thing called like Fuck the Spark or something. Yeah. And she's like, well, You don't I need a spark that. and 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 I'm with you. I I like I had someone that I was dating before my husband and he was perfect on paper and everything would have been, you know, like perfect. it would have mm-hmm. been, you know, but I couldn't just be with someone because they were good on paper and they were nice. Yeah. I needed something else. There was like a thing missing and I couldn't place my hand on it. And then my husband came into my life and I was like, that's what's been missing. And mm-hmm. I don't I cannot tell you what it what it exactly what it was, is. but it, but it was. And, yeah. and I do know that you will end up with someone who has exactly what you are looking for. So I don't think that's too far off. And I think sometimes we hear this, fuck this spark or just marry him. And it's like, it's about settling. And it's like, why should someone like Kim, who has everything going for her, settle? Oh, no, no. You don't want to settle. No one should settle. There's no reason in this world to settle. But I think sometimes the expectations are too great. And I think it's unfair to put those kind of expectations on any mortal person. That I agree uh, with. I think, I think somehow you ramp down some of the thoughts that you're, that you're believing should be in a part. Or don't overthink and don't nitpick. Maybe right. that's kind oh, that's of what it is, sure. too. That's for sure. Because you Not, can rip anyone apart. Exactly. Even, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's why I think that you need to have a list of 
what you need versus what you want. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you have all the things that you need, which for you, Grandma Gail, were like, we can envision a future together and we have the same values. And, you know, I like spending time with this person more than anyone else. And, you know, whatever your list is, what is your list actually? Well, it was pretty much like that, but I didn't have such a long list. To me, I was 21 years old. I graduated college. I met a nice man. I figured this is perfect. We got married. I didn't have a list. I didn't think about it like that. Was it the love of my life at the time? No, no, he was not. But he is now. Oh, no. I had somebody who was the love of my life. And he, I didn't marry him. And I don't regret not marrying him. Why didn't you? Because we would not. Because my parents felt that he was the wrong person for me. How come? And they were, because we weren't from the same type of backgrounds and we probably would not have been as happy together. And I think my parents were right. Hmm. You know, but at 1920, I didn't think that way. So I must say, I think you have to be somewhat realistic and know yourself. If you can be happy struggling in life and marry an artist, that's fine. I couldn't do that. I knew it at the time I was 20 and I know it now. You know, you have to know yourself. I think what Kimmy is saying, know yourself. What can you do? What could you live with that would make you happy? If that could be the greatest guy in the world and he might not make you happy. And you never regret giving up the love of your life. No, no. And no, you, because but, I was tw- I was 20 years old at that time, did I know? You know, I had a different love. It was a different kind of love. It was a more secure relationship. It was something that we could, I could see us in the future having children. And whereas the other fellow, perhaps I wasn't, wouldn't have had the same kind of outlook. But don't you think that there is possibility of an in-between love? In-between I'm the sure total is, security, I'm sure no is. excitement. And love well, of my life. You have to have some excitement. Like, so, so you, you do have, have excitement. excitement. Yeah. I have excitement. Because I have the way that I you're more excitement than most. Yeah. But I think what happens is when you're very young, you have to think about what is going to make you happy, though. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be a farmer, don't go out with a farm. If you don't want to live on a farm, right. don't but, go. But you know, I go argue with a farmer. that today, if you're 21 and dating, go out with a farmer. Who cares? You're 21. When you're 21 now, it's yeah. a very different thing. Yeah, it's a very different. And thing. I think that when you're, you like have to most, have experiences now, right? Uh, which we did not have, right? And most women now are settling down at like 30, let's right. say, average. And by then, we the great part about it is that we do know ourselves so well and we know, you know, oh, I've dated that guy I'm not compatible with. You know, I've dated this guy from whatever background. It didn't work for me. I now want like a Jewish guy from Westchester. I know that's what's going to make me happy. You know, it's like by then you kind of know. I think I think I think what happens is you look so long by the time you're 30, when you've when you've gone out with a million guys, there were an awful lot of nice guys that you probably had in the past. So I think at a certain point, it's the same you thing. You think around 25 or 26 is when you start thinking more marriage minded. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that that's true. But by the time you're 30 and if you don't really know what you want, you're probably never going to know. Mm-hmm. It, it won't matter. All right. Give us a quick overview, Grandma Gal, of your rules. Oh, my gosh, I couldn't. Uh, if you can just say like the main important ones. You well, don't I think have he to has to be detail. into you. Yeah, um, that's that to me is the whole mm-hmm. thing. Somebody, it's so basic sometimes because yeah. it's like there's obviously for TikTok and stuff will complicate it or not even complicate it. We'll like make it a little bit hammier, funnier. Right. 
but like on a basic level like the we have these videos where she'll be like date someone who wants you and i'll be like not my type kind of just making fun of like how people today kind of are because of course you want to date someone who's into you and like that's really what the basic level of your rules are it's like date someone who's kind date someone who likes you date someone who makes you a priority and that's kind of like that's it it. yeah that is it yeah i love that I love that. That's good, Kim. You summed it up perfectly. Thank you. And then uh, so many questions came in about the two of you. Do you guys live together? So we're, <laughs> it's complicated yeah, we're attached to this. We're, we're like, I'm the youngest snowbird probably you'll ever meet. When I'm in Palm Beach with my grandma, which is pretty much the whole winter. Well, it happened I, after COVID. Because That's of COVID. Because of COVID. When I like... My job, I used to work in news, went remote, and then I ended up leaving eventually so I could be wherever. So I live with her when I'm in Palm Beach. But when we're in New York City for the other half of the year, we live separately. Okay. And you are doing, excuse my grandma, full-time now. Yes, full-time. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. you. Yeah, we work with a lot of great brands that make that possible on TikTok and Instagram. So, And how did the two of you get so close? Like, what about your other, is it just you and your brother? Just me and my brother, and I'm close with my other set of grandparents as well. But I don't know. In New York City, I grew up two blocks from her. So she was basically over every day. You're very close with my mom. So all three of us just kind of have always had that relationship. You're also very, like, outspoken. And I think you inserting all of your opinions in my life, like, I... It sounded like fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, when she was dating during COVID, there were more dates in Florida than you can imagine because everybody from the Northeast came to Palm Beach or into Miami. Mm -hmm. And so Kim didn't have any. uh, We had to. She had like a revolving door. There were so many guys coming in. Okay, And I think that's how it started. (laughs) The question was how we got so close. Well, how we got close. We're very Um, close. But. What about your mom? Does she ever get jealous that she's not in on this? She doesn't. And that's a question we get so much. Um, No, she like sometimes she'll film us and she loves like talking about it. She's just like, this is very much something between the two of us. But I think at some point we have to show her in a video or something. Oh, you know, she's never going to do it. We need a Barbara reveal. Yeah, yes. I know. A Barbara reveal and a Poppy reveal is our biggest request. Oh my God. But I don't know. We just, I can't, you know how some like creators, they keep like their boyfriend a secret. Right, right. That's fine. Like when I have a boyfriend, I will show him. Mm -hmm. My mom and my grandpa are like the hidden secret. I love it. This has been so much fun talking with you guys. Thank you. Do you have a quote or piece of advice that you can leave us with? Mm. Just just be happy and be kind to each other. And eventually all relationships will come into focus. But I think you have to just care about each other. And especially in these days and these times, we have to reach out a hand to one another and, and just be good mm-hmm. and, and take care of the person sitting next to you. I love that. I think I joke a lot, right? And say like, oh, excuse my grandma. She's being annoying or crazy or whatever. But I really am doing this with you so people can bridge the generation gap a little bit, have those conversations with their parents and grandparents. So I guess a takeaway would just be like, don't be so quick to say the older generations don't know what they're talking about. Nowadays, things are so different and sit down and actually talk to one another and listen. I love that. Where can everyone find you guys? Follow you, TikTok, Instagram. So on Instagram and TikTok, we're at Excuse My Grandma. My personal is Kim Merstein. And our podcast is on Spotify and Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. It was so much fun.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.